0: Welcome into another episode of the Talking Ball, y'all podcast. Two great interviews lined up for you tonight on this episode. So sit back and enjoy. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef from Mississippi farm raised corn fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market and Pick Shop at JohnsonFarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall and pick Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. Always excited to get to visit with Coach Avalon. Coach, thanks for taking time for the podcast.
1: Awesome, man. Glad to be here. Excited about it.
0: Man, the Wildcats rolling again, Coach, ranked second in the country, 28 and 8 on the year. Just if you would give our listeners kind of an update on what's been good about these Wildcats uh, through these 36 ball games.
1: Well, I think, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that we've done is just from an offensive standpoint, we've, um, you know, we found a way to score runs in just multiple ways. And that was something we knew coming into the year that we had a chance to do. Um, you know, everybody asked, are we going to hit home runs? And we still hit our fair share of home runs so far this year, but we haven't been, you know, in. In the past, last two years we've hit 90 in our last two full seasons. We hit uh, 90 home runs uh, each of those years, and so that's obviously a big number. And, and uh, uh, but it also made us a little one-dimensional. We felt like, and uh, we knew this year, athletically uh, from our position players, we just had a chance to be more dynamic um, offensively. And I think that's one of the things that's really helped us this year. Uh, we still, again, hit several home runs. But we've also got, I think, close to 100 stolen bases on the year, which is, which is a, uh, you know, the most so far at this point of the year for us. And we've just able to, you know, been able to put uh, pressure on, on, on other teams. And um, and then the other thing that we've done really, really well this year we defended really well, and that's again with John Griffin Bell and and Taylor Woodcock in the middle. Um, we've just been really good defensively so we scored runs and we played really good defense our pitching has uh, uh, been solid it's been good it, it can still get a little better we've got some depth um, and we've just challenged those guys in the last few days to continue to get better and compete for us and, and um, uh, so i'm very uh, thankful for the effort so far and hopefully we can keep this thing going
0: coach you're humble in your answer uh, in some parts at it i've got the numbers in front of me 55 home runs but as a team, you're batting at a 330 clip, and then you mention uh, the bases stolen. Let's look at this. Parker's having a, a huge year. He's got 14 stolen bases to go with his pop. Broadus has 20. I believe that's a 25 stolen base number by him. Perry with 16. Mons with 17. The coaching philosophy, now you see teams kind of go one way or the other. They're going to play the the three-run home run ball and not really want a guy to get wasted out on the base pass. But how do you manage it, Coach? How do you know uh, kind of which style you're going in in both ways here? This is really an oddity when you look at at college baseball. Normally a staff will kind of pick a lane and stay there. So that's a kind of an interesting uh, way that y'all are approaching it.
1: Well, one of the things we learned last year in the regional, and and you know it, it was uh, Mother Nature had you know was tough on us, and uh you know credit to Eunice, and you know they're always quality program, they're always good, very talented, and and obviously they they've been there before, but um you know they got the best of us in the regional. But one of the things that we didn't like was the was the wind blew straight in the whole time, and I fought Casey Donaldson and and, and some other guys hit a few home runs uh, in that regional. If if the wind would have just been not as not as stiff, um, but uh they didn't and they didn't count obviously. And so one thing we just knew is that we gotta get more athletic, we gotta be able to find different ways to score. Um, you know, our base hit buttons fit better and you sit there and say, Well, you hit so many home runs, why would you ever base hit bond? Well just that, that's I mean, you gotta win the game and and, and sometimes the game dictates um how you need to play at that time, and so that's something that we've just put a focus on. We still want to be physical, and that's one thing that we go after in the recruiting process. Is we want big, strong, physical guys, but but we've also added uh, we want we want big and strong, but we want a, a athletic guy that can get around the bases and be more than uh, just a power hitter. Um, and so that's something not only in recruiting that we focused on, but also at practice every day. You know, how we go about our business, how we, you know, we do uh, put more emphasis on the base hit money. We put more emphasis on on base running, um, you know, during our practice, first and third offense and stuff like that. So that's just where, even as a coach, we, you know, we talk about our players and getting better and learning from the past. Well, as coaches, you know, we have to do the same thing. We have to be, as you said, humbled, humbled enough to know, hey, I can do my job better. And that's something that, uh, I've tried to focus on and say, how can we keep improving? How can we get better? Um, you know, we've had some really good years, and not to take anything away from, uh, you know, the last couple of years because we've had, you know, phenomenal years, some of the best years in our history. Uh, but, uh, you know, our ultimate goal was to get back to Enid and, you know, to win the World Series. And, you know, to do that, we've got to be better in some areas. And so that's what we're trying to do is make sure that we, uh, you know, get better uh, each, each, each year and each day.
0: Coach, you talked about years past, and we'll bring up uh, Tate Parker. We've already probably mentioned him a couple times in the interview. You had to feel like you knew what you were going to get to a certain extent bringing Tate Parker back, but even you, I mean, look at this, <laughs> look at this year. This young man is putting together, Coach. I mean, you've just kind of almost got to marvel at what he's able to do and putting these monster years together.
1: Yeah, and this year's really special. You know, there's a couple extra things that he's dealing with this year that are, um, you know, uh, not normal for a, a 19, 20 year old young man. One, um, you know, he actually set out this fall. He, you know, he didn't play, and so for him to pick up where he left, you know, you know left off uh, was was impressive. He sat out because uh, uh, him and his, uh, you know, his, his girlfriend got married um, this fall, uh, and so he had to focus on family. and and, and to be honest just the type of young man that he is, as he said, man, i got to take care of my family. i got to do what's right uh, by them. Uh, you know, they, they had their uh, first child uh, this March, um, and, you know, I, I've got three of them myself, and I can remember, obviously, welcoming the, the first one into this world, Brooks, and remembering what my life was like at that time. And this young man has done that in the middle of the season. And so that's, uh, uh, you know, being a Mark man every day, also being a dad for the first time, and still doing what he's doing—that's uh, just—that's just unbelievable. It's you know, it's phenomenal um, that that he's able to do that. You know, um, he's he's at everything. Uh, I think uh, I think he was late to one practice uh, the the other day. You know, he lives at home, and and you know, usually our guys live in the dorm room. Uh, but obviously, with a wife and a child, I had to make uh, exception there for that, uh, and was happy to because that's where he needs to be at home with his with his child and his wife, but uh, he was a little late for practice just because uh, it was a Friday and our times changed a little bit, and so he walked in, and I looked at him, and I said, well, what happened? He said, Coach, I thought it was at 12.30. I said, we thought wrong, and so uh, we, we, we had a little punishment for him, uh, you know, for being late, and he understood that, and he, you know, he would have expected nothing else. Um, but he's – man, it's just unbelievable what he does on a daily basis, and I'm very, very thankful uh, that I have the opportunity to coach him and be a, be a small part of his life.
0: Yeah, batting 469 on the year, 45 RBIs, 13 home runs, and just tremendous. Uh, coach, let's look at the mound. Let's look at the bump and, and what your guys have done there. When you're averaging nine uh, per game on the offensive side – uh, you don't need them to be great, but they've been pretty good, haven't they, Coach? Kind of give us some names and numbers uh, from those guys. I see uh, Leafmore, Moore, uh, Dakota Lee, Turner Swistack. some of those guys eating some innings and doing a good job out on the bump for the Wildcats.
1: Yeah, we've got four uh, sophomore starters that, that we've kind of relied upon, um, you know, this year. And they're they're having to you know adjust you know throughout this year too. it you know I'd say they'd probably all tell you in some sense it hadn't been as easy maybe as it was last form or it's been tougher for sure this year just because um in this game and in every game you play, um, you know your opponent wants to beat you. you especially the guy that uh, kind of has the bullseye on his chest. And those four guys, when you talk about Dakota Lee, Sam Hill, Turner Swistack, and Lace Moore, those four guys that have all signed with big Division One schools. Um, you know they've been in our, in, in our rotation, you know, um, on and off for at, at least for two years. And uh, but they've done a really good job, and they're still maturing and they're still figuring it out. Um, but they've, um, you know, they're, they're four horses, so to speak, that we rely on and we say, Hey, we, you know, we expect y'all to, uh, pitch every week, uh, and give us a chance to win. And, and for the most part, they've done that. I know right now, I think currently, um, we've got the best ERA in the, in the conference. Um, you know, I told them, I said, that's great. I, I you know, I want to be better than that. I think we're capable um, you know, of, of of doing a better job there. We just got to go a little more consistent, and also that's a way just to motivate them. And, and uh, I think I think guys lose that motivation um, when they're not hungry anymore. And I want these guys to be hungry to be the best. I want them to uh, push themselves to be the best. And uh, uh, I think uh, we've got a tremendous group, especially those four. We've also got some. Uh, freshmen that have really stepped up and thrown well. Uh, Cole Tolbert's a big, a big arm out of West Jones it has been really, really good for us. Uh, Will Paso, Bobby McGee uh, from Pedal, um, uh, Landon Payne from St. Mark has been outstanding for us. Um, and so we've got, we've got several pieces that we really like. We got to go a little more consistent. We, we've been pretty good. Um, and uh, but I, again, I think there's some areas that can still get better. Uh, and I'm looking forward. Uh, to those guys, um, you know, extending this season and, you know, seeing how, how well we can do down the stretch.
0: Coach, you're a former pitcher, and I'm sure that mindset, when you have a, an offense that's able to produce like the Wildcats can, I'm sure that's nice to pitch with a lead and have some run support, but does it kind of dull the edges a bit maybe from the bat- mound or, or am I kind of reading too much into these offensive numbers?
1: No, it's, uh, you know, there's, a, there's, there's been several games this year, um, where our offense has we, we've, we've actually put them in a hole. But that, but the thing I've noticed with this group is they haven't panicked because they expect our guys to score some runs. They know, um, you know, that they will. It's obviously. Um, nice to put up you know, put up a couple of zeros early in the game and let our offense get going. But I know uh, against East Central this year we were down uh eight to nothing. after the first inning or first half inning and I was sitting there going, Wow, this is not the way I saw this starting mm-hmm. but uh we ended up in you know, winning that game. Uh we were down just recently against uh uh Iwamba uh this past week and I think we were down four to nothing in game one and, and you know uh, were able to come back and and uh, uh, you know find a way to win that game and so that's that's a credit to our offense but 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 it's it's a bigger credit to the player just in the fact that they're they're not panicking and that's one thing in any sport but especially in baseball if you panic uh, if you start to press uh, you make the game so much harder um, but one of the things that I've enjoyed watching with this group is is we're starting to become a total lineup you know a, a it's been a team effort where one guy doesn't have to uh, carry the load. Yeah, Tate's done a tremendous job of being our guy. Uh, but there's been several guys. When you look at uh, Ian Mott, Matt Mercer, Gabe Rottis, uh Taylor Woodcox had a phenomenal conference season so far this year for us. You know, he had, I think mean, he was five for, five for six the other day with seven RBIs in game one, and, and that's out of our nine holes. So <laughs> that's something that's special about our offense is, um, you know each each guy in that lineup has a chance to be a difference maker uh, and I think they kind of feed off each other, but they also don't press knowing that, hey if I don't get it done, somebody's gonna pick me up and so that's a good feeling and that's something that we you know we want to continue uh, as we as we finish up this year.
0: Coach, you've seen some good skill sets come across your eyes and and had the pleasure of coaching the minds kid like when he strides on the field and then to see his power is he just is it just a natural athlete coach i mean he makes it he makes it look awfully easy
1: he does he's um... you know he's 6'3", he's a left handed a left handed he can really really run. Um you know, uh, we talked about being a marked man when you step in the box. I, I don't care what box he steps in. He's a marked man just just from his physical appearance when he when he started. And he's been that way since he's been a you know a sophomore, junior in high school. He was a big time recruit for us. Uh, the big thing I've been really, really impressed with him over the last couple of weeks is he's really learned how to work, and that's one of the biggest things we try to teach him here is is uh, just just how to go about your business and work. So many times, athletes just want to ride the wave of, hey, when I'm doing well, I don't have to work that hard. But you know, if I struggle, then I, you know, now I need to work. No, we we want to teach them that uh, we want you to learn uh, what your routine is, you know, and and be very, very consistent in how you go about um, your business. Uh, in baseball, look at that. I think, you know, I never played in the big league, but those guys play 162 games. So there's a lot of good days and a lot of bad days that they probably have. Uh, and I think how they probably do it is just their work ethic is very, very consistent. Um, you know, they have their routine that they, that they trust and that they believe in. Uh, and so that's what we try to push these guys to do is just really learn how to show up every day, be consistent and go to work.
0: Coach, you know I'm a Braves fan, and I see Coach Wash doing these these pregame drills with his infielders, and then I picture G- John Griffin Bell. None of the hands that I see from Aubie's or Swanson or any of these guys are much quicker or smoother than him. How fun is he to watch on a daily basis with with the, with his skill set?
1: Man, he is uh, he's a special one, and and. Uh... You know, he, you know, we lost him for six weeks. He, he tore his UCL on his left thumb. Um, and it really hurt us. You know, Gabe stepped in, brought us, and, 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 did a tremendous job at shortstop for us. Uh, you know, he may have made two or three errors in that six week time, uh, which you know, we feel pretty good about our shortstop position next year when he takes over. And we've got, you know, a couple freshmen coming in also. That'll, that'll push him. And, and, uh, but, but JG, he just, uh, um, you know, it, it's, it's a joy to coach. And I mean that as, as, uh, joy is probably not the best word or, or it may not mean enough. But man, you walk out there and, you know, you got JG at shortstop and you, it just gives you that confidence, um, that, you know, you want the baseball hit to him. And as a pitcher, um, that's, that's what we try to tell these guys. You don't have to strike everybody out. Just let them hit it to JG. Yeah. Um, you know, cause he's gonna build it and, uh, he wants the baseball. Um, but the thing, um, I want to mention about him is, yes, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's come back and and hadn't really hit the ground running like he wanted to offensively, uh, but he's still made us so much better. Just his energy, you know, some of those guys that you coach, um, you know, when they, um, you know, when they're in the lineup, whether they have a good day or a bad day, they just make you better. And uh, he's one of those. He's kind of, uh, you know, a guy that gets us going, uh, plays with a lot of energy, uh, plays hard, 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 and, and, uh, uh, that's something that, uh, uh you can try to take to that, but, um, those guys that that's just who they are, uh, they seem to show up every day and they make an impact every day, and that's what JG does for us, and, uh, you know, we want to keep him healthy. He, I, I think he plays so hard sometimes that, uh, that's one of the, you know, he's, he's very rarely not, uh, beat up or bruised up, but, uh, um, we're thankful he's back. We want him to stay healthy. He makes us better, and he's, like you said, man, he's he's fun to watch, but he's a joy to coach, um, you know, and he's going to have, you know, he's going to play for several years moving forward. He's, you know, I, I make this statement about him. I, I don't think that I'll ever coach another one better than him. I hope to coach some that are as good as he is, but uh, defensively he is very, very special.
0: Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Coach, I had the pleasure of interviewing Coach Barry earlier today, and, and he's going to echo kind of what you're saying there about J.G., about two guys uh, that y'all sent up the road recently and Landon Harper and Reese Ewing and the way that they've represented Pearl River Community College up at uh, Southern Miss. I always like to kind of give you a chance to talk about how cool it is to see uh, players that have gone on, whether it be Colby White or, or these guys at the collegiate level, as you sit back and uh, scan, whether it be Twitter or being able to watch them live and, and see these former Wildcats do what they do?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been really special this year. Um, you know, we've had several players you know, over our six years here you know, go on and be and, and impact guys. Uh, but this year, you know, you, you talk about Southern Miss and those two guys and Reese and Landon that are doing so well. I know they're, what, number six, seven, eight or something in the country. Yeah. Um, and uh, those guys are playing, a, a, obviously, a huge role, um, you know, for them. And, and that's just uh, – that's, that's fun to watch as a coach, um, you know, because that's what we – you know, one of the things we tell every guy that comes to the doors, it's not just about winning at Fall River. It's about preparing you for the next level. It's about preparing you for life. Um, and when you see these guys go to the, um, you know, to the ultimate level in college baseball, you know, because Southern Miss is, is uh, playing against uh, some of the very best in the country, and those guys are, you know, Reese is hitting in the three hole, and you know, Landon coming in with the bases loaded, and you know, a big conference game, and and uh, getting them out of it. That's just. Uh, uh, you know, that's that's when you say, hey, man, what, what we're doing here is working. Uh, you talk about Landon Gardner, who's another guy that, you know, was uh, on the uh, honor roll or whatever it was this week for uh, Memphis, and, and, you know, I watched him. Uh, and that's one of the cool things now with ESPN Plus or whatever is I'm able to sit there, you know, late at night when we're not playing and I get to watch these guys on TV, and that's, man, that's just really special. It's very humbling. Um, you know, it's something that uh, means a lot to us.
0: It's cool, Coach, when you'll see um, some of your former Wildcats on opposing clubs and and see a group pitcher, You know, maybe two in one uniform and one in the other. It it does. As a as a former Wildcat, um, it's it's really neat to see, touching to see them um, spread all over the place. Yeah, They're I probably getting to... kind of hard to keep up with now at this point, huh, Coach Abbott?
1: Yeah, well, I had to. Stop talking there for a second because it kind of got me a little bit. thinking about it, but uh, uh, you know, you talk about you know guys like Von Siebert at Mississippi State. I saw him you know come in and get a big pinch hit uh, this weekend, and and uh, I mean we can. Uh, there's just um, you know it's just special watching those guys. Bryce Ware had that big you know he threw out um, you know guy at the plate to you know help them seal the win for Auburn against Mississippi State this weekend. And and again, you're talking about Mississippi State, Auburn, Southern Miss. Uh, you're talking about guys that are doing it. Uh, at an elite level uh, and again that's just a credit to this program um, you know I think one of the things that has helped uh, those young men at, at that level is the fact that here and now uh, with the expectation that we're playing with every day um, you know that's that's something that they know when they walk in here and, and we talk about in the recruiting process is that hey we want to win a national championship and that's our goal and we and trust me I know that's not easy um, you know, it's easy to say that, but I understand it's not easy to do that and, and how much it takes. And uh, But these guys know that expectation. Uh, that's what's expected of them. Uh, and so they put here with that expectation, and then they go to the next level, and, and the expectation doesn't change. And so uh, I think that's one of the reasons that they're doing well is just that, hey, they've been put in that pressure cooker, um, and they've uh, – uh, you know come out and, and uh, uh, you know find a way to help their team win and so it's, it's just very humbling uh, to watch those guys do that day in and day out.
0: Coach, y'all still got a lot of baseball to play. You've got a big one uh, coming as soon as tomorrow. We've talked about some of the highlights, some of the things that y'all are doing really well. If there's one or two things that you get with your staff with or in the locker room talking to the players on, hey guys, we have to do this one or two things to, to achieve our goal in, in a better fashion. what would those be uh, coach?
1: Well I think the biggest thing right now that, that, that you know I mentioned it earlier is we just got to get um, we got to put zeros up early. Um, I think uh, you know our starters again they you know they're marked and, and you know there's a lot of energy and excitement when, when guys play us but we got to find a way uh, to put up zeros early um, you know in the game and, and so that's the goal from a pitching. Uh, is you know get us get us a good start, let our offense get going, uh, and then offensively the big thing will, will always be, and, and uh, we just got to make sure that we limit the strikeout. Uh, when we do that, when we put balls in play with our speed and with our strength, uh, if we can put balls in play, um, you know good things are going to happen. But just because there's a there's some pressure that we put on folks with our athletic ability and how we run and, and uh, play fast, so. Uh, but if you strike out, obviously, you know, none of that matters. So, uh, the big thing that we focus on is just putting balls in play, having good approaches at the plate, um, is, is how you do that. Um, and, um, you know, so that's, that's a two big thing is get off, you know, get off to a good start on the mound, uh, approach drives, give us, give us some zeros early and then offensively, uh, make sure our approach is good and that we put, put baseball in play.
0: Coach, baseball is a funny game, isn't it? I mean, I talked to Coach Barry earlier. I know you've got uh, kids at the Little League level. You could talk to mo- almost any coach, and it's going to boil down to to some of these simple things and then the complexity inside of it's enough to drive you mad. But it's just a beautiful game, isn't it? It is, and it, it's, um,
1: you know, it's ever-changing, and that's something that each game is totally different. Um, and, you know, one of the big things that we have to focus on uh, you know, we go to Meridian tomorrow. They're a quality team. They're you know, right there at the top of us, and it's it's going to be a battle. Uh, they're very talented. Uh, we've got to make sure we play the game the right way, and, and, and the game being, hey, put the ball in play, make the play, uh, throw strikes, make pitches. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter what the other team does. You just play the game, play the game the right way, um, you know and then you'll be successful I believe that um, but it's a it's a funny game it, it's it's one you know as I mentioned we played East Central a couple of weeks ago and gave up an eighth spot in the first game I didn't see that coming there's a <laughs> lot of things you do, especially in baseball uh, that you don't see coming but you but you can't sit there and worry about it you got to move on to the next pitch and make the next play
0: yeah it's a good good life lessons in this game too right coach when you get thrown the, the curveball or hit with something you don't expect you've got to adjust and make do right
1: absolutely and that's something we 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 preach to them a lot and we try to do a good job here and, and uh you know we talk about our faith and all those things and and uh uh while we talk to our guys about baseball and and uh you know it all you know it talks about faith it talks about life it talks about baseball all three of those things are um there's a lot of uh, similarities in all three and uh uh, you just gotta, you know, as you said, you don't know what, you know, in the game of baseball, you don't know what's gonna happen the next day. When the game is live you don't know what's gonna happen yet. You know, the next day, but uh, you gotta be strong in your faith uh, and just move on to the next pitch, move on to the next step in life. Um, you know, and just, uh, just, just keep fighting, keep your head up.
0: Coach, man, wish you continued success as always. It's a pleasure to visit with you. Thanks for catching up with us, coach.
1: Awesome, anytime. Appreciate what you do, and and uh, thank you. Uh, Anytime I can help, just let us know. Thanks, Coach Avery. Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system.
0: Attention all Little League coaches and commissioners, all high school coaches and athletic directors, or anyone looking for plaques, trophies, or any other kind of ceremonial awards. Give our friends at Riverbanks Engraving a shot. They specialize in custom plaques, trophies, championship rings, and more. They even do custom engraved hats. You can stop by their shop at 107 West Canal Street in Picayune, Or give them a call at 601-798-4928. Also, look them up on Facebook and give their page a follow. Riverbanks Engraving, no award
1: is too big or too small.
0: We're now privileged to be joined by the head coach of Southern Miss Golden Eagles baseball, Scott Berry. Scott, thanks for taking time for the podcast.
1: My pleasure, Clay. Thank you for asking me on.
0: Coach, when you look at it, number six ranked team in the country. What has pleased you the most so far about this 2022 version of the Golden Eagles?
1: Well, honestly, just the uh, the personnel that we have here. Our our players are tremendous leaders and and within within themselves, which I think is very very important. And uh, you know, it's led to really really nice chemistry among among this group. So. That's one of the hardest things to achieve from the coaching side is to get everybody pulling in the same direction nowadays, especially. But uh, when you can, then obviously you have a chance to obtain something very special. And I, I kind of think that's what we're, we're seeing right now is, that, you know, we just really have nice chemistry.
0: Coach, that chemistry uh, probably helps in some tight ball games. Let's look at last week, the Southeastern win, and then the win on Sunday, two unique uh, victories and, and two wins, um, kind of special in baseball, you have to have some things go your way and in both of those games you were able to take advantage. How, how important are those type of wins in a year like you're trying to have this year?
1: Well, they all add up at the end, you know, we're all trying to build a resume that Gives you uh, gives you consideration for that sixty four team tournament the NCA puts together there after all the postseasons and the tournaments are are, are done. Of course, thirty three of those sixty four are automatic winners within their conference, and then there's thirty one at large bids. So there's not a lot of uh, freebies to go around. So you have to build those resumes. And, and those two games you alluded to, Southeastern last Tuesday night, and then the twelve inning. Game on Saturday in the getaway game against FIU certainly uh, padded that resume as we move forward. But you know, I think it was the resilience of our guys to not give in and continue to to grind those wins out against teams that were working hard to get wins themselves. So they're both very competitive games, and we're fortunate that we came out on top.
0: Coach, the pitching has been off the charts. Any number you look at um, is going to be high-end, top ten in the country, basically, across the board. It's pretty well documented what you think of Coach Oz and and the job that he's done. Are you surprised at the depth of their staff, or is this kind of what you expected coming in?
1: Oh, you know, I think we've put together a really good staff, and I think it's, uh, you know, a tribute to – Coach Oz and, and Coach Creel who do the majority of the recruiting that go out and identify these guys that are are people that have a chance to be successful and I think when you look at the numbers, you know, there was a day, Clay, where, I mean, if you saw a guy throwing 90, you just signed him, you know, and you hope that you might throw 90 and throw it for a strike but, you know, now today 90 is just a common number yeah. I mean, now you're looking at guys that are throwing 93, 95 and And if you're not, then you're looking at the guy that throws 90 that can throw strikes and that you're hoping that you can develop to where he does throw in that mid-90s and continues to throw strikes. So, you know, we've made a commitment to invest on the pitching side of our roster very heavily because we, we know that the outcome a lot of times can be determined by that guy on the mound. And I think that's what you're seeing this year. Certainly those that we have brought in uh, had really good numbers coming in. But more importantly, now that they're here, they have worked really close with Coach Oz, who does a fantastic job of connecting with that individual pitcher and and not cloning guys but taking what they do well and making it even better. And and the, the trust that he and those pitchers have with one another, I really feel like is the bridge that produces the success that we're seeing.
0: Coach, you talked about how the game has kind of changed a little bit from the pitching perspective with the velocity. Uh, another way that it's changed is the middle infielders that can hit, and you've got a guy in Dickerson who's, who's phenomenal defensively, but what he's brought to the offense this year. Could you kind of speak to that, Coach?
1: Well, I think, you know, Dustin's a young man in high school that, you know, he was much like every other high school. Played on a smaller field than what we play on in Division I. Uh, the ball had an opportunity to go over the fence a lot more often than they do at this level. And so they have to learn when they keep, come in that a lot of times those balls that they hit out in high school were fly ball, horny track balls at this level. And so the the maturity that has to take place for a young man to step back and really then discover who he is and what he's capable of doing has to take place. And I think that's exactly what you see in, in Dustin Dickerson is that he was a young man that came in that didn't have that success offensively Uh, but then was able to dig deep into himself, understand who he is, and not try to hit balls out of the park, but to stay much shorter, to use both sides of the field. And that's what's enabled Dustin to become a really good offensive hitter for us and and move himself from the nine hole last year to the two hole this year.
0: Coach, and then he's hitting in in front of some guys who just have that natural ability to – to go yard when you talk about Wilkes, Sarge, and Pato, kind of speak to their athletic ability uh, first and then just the pop they've provided in the middle of this lineup.
1: Well, and you're right, and Dustin's job is to get on for those guys. Um there's been some adjustments with with uh Peyto moving to the leadoff spot, which I really liked, that adjustment that happened after Gabe got hurt and uh, Gabe was kinda of struggling there, uh, in that in that one hole. So we've now switched them. We've taken Peyto out of the eight, put him to one and, and Gabe back to the eight. But you know, you sandwich you sandwiched Dustin in between Payto And Reese Ewing and and Sarge and Wilkes, you know, that's some pretty good firepower. So his his job is to get on on base. He's done a tremendous job of that, of being able to do that. He's got a 427 on base percentage, and certainly those guys that are hitting behind him uh, are doing their jobs as well.
0: Coach, in the same episode, we're going to have Coach Avalon on from Pearl River Community College, and, and you mentioned Reese Ewing, Landon Harper's come out of the pen and done a phenomenal job. Um, if you would, just kind of speak to community college baseball as a whole in our state. Of course, Coach Oz has some experience with that back at Jones, but um, how pivotal that is to the success and, and how well played the baseball is at that level.
1: Well, you know, I'm a product of junior college. I played many years ago, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, I was at a junior college back in my hometown in Missouri, so I n- understand the benefits of the junior college, both on the field and in the classroom, of, of where it's moving you and your development. I was at Meridian for 10 years uh, there where we had a really good program uh, where I was an assistant for Coach Palmer for six years and then head coach for four years. So, you know, we moved a lot of really good players from Meridian into the D1 sector. And it's no different than what Michael Avalon and his staff is doing down at at Pearl River and the other junior colleges around the state. You know, there's, there's a place for it that in your program i'm not going to tell you you know that every one of your players needs to come from a junior college because there is a there is a situation where you want to get kids that that we feel like have the ability as freshmen to come in and not have to make those adjustments but when we do target that that junior college certainly we love programs that produce winners we love programs that produce young men that that do what they're supposed to do in representing their their colleges, both on and off the field. And uh, the two the two gentlemen that you that you mentioned, Reese Ewing and and Landon Harper, they couldn't represent Pearl River any better, and have just continued that on here with us.
0: Coach, on the personal side, as you as you continue to, to climb the all time win list. The names associated with that, Hill Denson, who you're still chasing, and then Corky Palmer. Uh, what are those two guys and those two name, names when you hear them uh, at, at first impression or the first words that kind of come to mind and, and how cool it is, this program, uh, to have those two names at that list?
1: Well, Well, you know, both of those guys. They're they're just institutions here at Southern Miss, and they believe black and gold. I mean that that was there all uh, the bottom. They wanted to. They both played here. And they, they were able to, to be head coaches here. You know, I'm I'm just taking their vision, and I'm moving forward with everything that that I've been able to achieve in my career. Certainly, I owe a lot to those guys. You know, if you look at Coach Denson, you know he was the one that. Uh, basically reached out to me and said, hey, there's an assistant position open at Meridian Community College with, with Corky Palmer, if you're interested. And that's what kind of planted the seed with me moving from Missouri, from Southwest Missouri State to, to Meridian or to the state of Mississippi, which I've stayed since. And And then, of course, our my relationship with Coach Palmer, we're like brothers. Um, you know, we worked together six years at Meridian, and then he invited me to enjoy, join him down here in 2000 where I was his assistant, one of his assistants for nine years and then eventually took over for him after the Omaha run in 09 and if it wasn't for his uh he, he given me the opportunity at Meridian and at Southern Miss I certainly would not be where I am today so you know the records that they come and go with with everything but certainly they're bittersweet uh, in in what I feel like with with who they involve and I certainly Played just a small part in what's happened with that. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that, that are belong to that record or those records uh, besides me.
0: Coach, when you look at it, a week that's going to have five ball games in front of you, what's your message to the team about uh, the opportunity to, to get in uh, five W's or what kind of test will this kind of put? We've talked about the depth of the staff, certainly going to have to show it this week with five games.
1: Well, you know, nothing's going to change in our approach. You know, it's going to be the same message to them. We're not going to get the card ahead of the horse. We, You know, I know that they know the schedule, and we're not going to reflect on, you know, what we have in front of us. What we're going to reflect on is what, what is in, in today's game, and that's Tulane. You know, we're going to commit to winning this game, and, and then when this one's over, win or lose, we'll commit to the next one. So the most important game on our schedule is the one that we're going to play, and And that's going to be the message. Everything that I like to try to instill in these guys is is very simple. We don't like to try to get too complex. Certainly we wanna go out and uh, and play good baseball and consistent baseball and that's been the message since back in February when we had opening day is to, to to play at a level that we want to be accountable for each other to hold this team to and be consistent doing it. Well, you know, there's enough highs and lows in the season. We certainly don't want to ride a roller coaster. We wanna be even feel and, and try to, to to maintain that consistency.
0: Coach, if the Golden Eagles are where you want to be at the end of the year, one one spot or, or one area that you would like to see Southern Miss improve in?
1: Defensively. You know, I'm a little disappointed. I'm sitting here looking at our stats, and we're fielding 971. You know, we've made seven more errors in our opponent, and, uh, you know, that's not reflective of – us and how we teach and how we work. You know, I wish I could put my finger on it. I think it's uh, sometimes there's just a little bit of a, let, a mental letdown. I really believe that errors are a uh, a product of mentally not being prepared. The physical comes after not being prepared. It's the surprise on the physical side and and not being prepared for that mentally. So we've got to improve on that. You know, one thing that we do have though, Clay, is, is we've got a pitching staff that. Has been able to pitch around those those mistakes and those errors. Thankfully, we don't walk a lot of people. You know, we're a little less than five over one on our strikeouts to walk. So, uh, if we can clean up those errors, and we're going to continue to work on that to do that, then I feel like we will have uh, achieved a pretty good balance game.
0: Coach King, thank you enough for your time, continued success, and. And like I said, I know you're busy. I know all every knucklehead in the state and beyond has tried to get to you this week. So I appreciate you taking time for me.
1: Well, we live in a rich baseball state, a rich traditional baseball state, thankfully. And people love baseball. So I appreciate your, your love for it, too, and, and allowing me to come on your show.
0: Thank you, Coach.